Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. I want you to go in your Bibles today to Matthew 16. Matthew 16, and then after that, we're going to Isaiah 22, where I've been preaching from for the past two weeks. And I'm gonna, I've got a little more, I feel like the Lord would have me to say, and that he wants to speak through me out of the chapter of Isaiah, Isaiah 22. But I want to go to Matthew 16 first, because this is also, this just gives more foundation, if you will, to what I am preaching today. Matthew 16 and verse 13, a very popular uh, passage and portion of scripture. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man am? And so they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. That means the anointed one. Uh, Christ is not Jesus's last name. It, Christ means anointing or anointed one. Uh, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not or shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I want to read that one more time because a lot of the saints have forgotten that we have the authority and the power to bind and loose. Hallelujah. You might say, well, I'm waiting on Jesus to give it to me. You're, you're late. You're late. Jesus has already given it to you. The Bible says... Everybody say whatever. whatever. Come on, say whatever. 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 I bind on earth bind. shall be bound in heaven. And whatever, whatever. I loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. God said, I'm going to bring the animals to Adam. And whatever he calls it. Whatever he calls it, it shall be. God did not tell Adam what to call it. God said, Adam, I've given you dominion and authority on the earth and whatever you call it. Now, for anybody that can catch this revelation, you'll realize that you don't have to live a defeated life. You'll realize you don't have to live a life of lack. You don't have to live a life of worry. You don't have to live a life without. But you have to get the revelation that God has already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness on the earth. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I had an evangelist tell me one time, he said our ministry was, uh, our ministry was lacking or, or, or was about to come into a place where we didn't have no money. And he said, God, what am I going to do? He said, I want you to walk out to the front door and I want you to command resources to come. And then according to Hebrews chapter one, uh, ask me to send my angels to go get it and bring it into you. 
So he walked out to the front door, Brother Mike, and he said, in the name of Jesus, I command resources to come my way. I speak them into my way. Father, send the angels to go get them and bring them to me. And he said, three hours, a check was on my front door. You got to get this revelation. Well, I don't believe that. I just believe that whatever is going to be is whatever is going to be. Well, that's true for your life because that's where your faith is. But according to your faith, let it be unto you. Oh, I'm kicking some devils. I can feel them letting go right now. I can feel them releasing right now. Hallelujah. So, praise God. One more time. Whatever. 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 I bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth is loosed. In heaven. Amen. Praise God. So now go to Isaiah 22. Praise God. Isaiah 22. I've been preaching on this for a while or at least a couple weeks now. If you haven't heard the past sermons, please make sure you go back on our YouTube channel or Facebook and grab those because it'll help build a, a little better of a platform to what I'm preaching today. Uh, verse 15. Thus says the Lord God to the to, uh, God of hosts, uh, go proceed to the steward of Shebna who is over the house and say, what have you here and what have you here? What have you honed uh, that you have honed a secular uh, here? In other words, you've built yourself a, 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 a tomb because one of the things that the prophet had told told the people of God. He said, you're not going to die here. You're getting out. You're, you're leaving this city because of your disobedience. And, and Shebna in his pride said, I'm going to show you, I will die here. I'll even go get me a, I'll even go get me a grave or a tomb to die in. And God says, who do you think you are? I've released the word of the Lord to you. And I preached about that, how God is breaking the spirit of pride off of the church this year. Can I get a good amen? The spirit of Shebna will be broken in the name of Jesus. Verse 17, indeed, the Lord will throw you away violently, O mighty man, and you will, and, and will surely seize you. And he will turn violently, and, uh, he, will turn, he will surely turn violently and toss you like a ball into a large country. There you shall die, and there your glorious chariot shall be, shall be the shame of your master's house. So I will drive you out of your office. I preached on that. Uh, I preached about how God is taking uh, Shebna's out of office. And he is placed, replacing them with Eliakim's, people who are humble and will obey the word of the Lord. And from your position, he will throw you down. Then I will, then it shall be in that day that I will call my servant, Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. Now, this is where I preached last week. And I will clothe him with your robes, strengthen him with your belt, and commit your responsibility in his hand. He shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Now, here's where we go in today. Verse 22. And the key, everybody shout the key of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulder. So he shall open and no one shall shut. Does it sound familiar? And he shall shut and no one shall open. Glory be to God. So I just want to preach from the subject matter for a minute today. Kingdom access. Kingdom access. Father, in the name of Jesus.
Lord, thank you for the word. Thank you for getting us here to the house of God safely today. And I thank you that you're going to cause all of us to return safely. I thank you for that. Lord, I pray, bless the reading and the preaching of your word today. Let there be an authority, God. Let there be a power that manifests in and upon the people of God. Help us. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to obey. Lord, I pray today uh, that you would anoint me to preach your word. Oh, God, anoint me so preaching is easy and listening is a delight in Jesus' name. I pray that your spirit, God, would manifest in and upon every person under the sound of my voice, whether they're in the sanctuary or whether they're in a jail cell. I pray let the presence of God fall now in Jesus' name. And Father, today I pray right now, look upon my availability and not my ability today and I pray God do exceedingly and abundantly above what I could ask or even think according to the power that works within me for I know the power in me is the same power that raised Christ from the dead and so today God let your will be done let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven in the name of Jesus I pray and I thank you for it now everybody shout amen and give the Lord a good praise for his word today Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That was a weak praise. Let's give him one more hand clap today. Come on, give him one more hand clap. Hallelujah. Now, uh, as I alluded to just for a moment, I've been talking about the spirit of Shebna being broken off the house of God. And I want to say, I, I've, I've said this in some of the other sermons, but it's not just broken off the house of God. You're going to see that it's going to be broken off as governments. You're going to see that offices are going to change, not just in America, but even all over the world. You're going to begin to see people that the, the rugs, if I can use that wording, the rugs that they've been standing on are going to be snatched out from under their feet. And you're going to see the spirit of pride begin to fall. I need somebody to agree with me right now. You're going to see the spirit of pride begin to be broken in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I believe God's going to bring, raise up Eliakims. I know he is in the kingdom. People that have their ear to his voice. People that are not about promoting their own agenda or their own kingdom or their own name or their own whatever. But people that say I've been placed on the earth for such a time as this. And that I have a word from God in my mouth and I have the spirit of God down on the inside of me. Not to just sit still. Not to just take whatever comes. Not to be quiet. To be silent. Not to do anything for the kingdom of God but to stand up in the power of the Holy Ghost and begin to bind on earth what is bound in heaven and loose on earth what is loosed in heaven praise the Lord this is what God is doing right now but I want to move into what I want to preach about today because if I keep recapping we won't get into it today hallelujah push your neighbor and say are you ready for it now, the Bible says right here now that, and you got to understand in my preaching, in case you're a newcomer or you're a newcomer that's watching today, you may be used to somebody just telling you what the Bible says and not giving any kind of prophetic uh, wording to it or any kind of thus saith the Lord to it. That's not me. 
Because when I preach, I like to not only uh, bring uh, to exposit uh, the scriptures to break them down hermeneutically in such a way that you can understand them. But I also like to give a prophetic declaration because when God speaks, he speaks one thing, but it's on different levels. You got to understand that when God says something, it doesn't just remain here, but God's saying something here. He's saying something here. He's saying something here and he's saying something way over there. God said something thousands of years ago, said, let there be light and light came in the earth. But can I tell you right now, you can still stand up in a dark place and say, let there be light and watch people get saved. Why? Because God can say something here and be communicating way over here. He you know God can speak things on different levels. And so you can't just look at it at surface level. You got to say, okay, God, I realized you created a son, but what does it mean when it says, let light be in my life right now? As long as the Bible is a story, it will never give you any life. But as soon as it becomes a revelation, it will bring about a new beginning in your life. As soon as it becomes a revelation, then you can take it and begin to shift things that are in your life. But as long as it's a story, it has no life-giving power. That stirred some religious people up. I felt it. Hallelujah. So you got to understand that what God is saying right here in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter uh, 22 is, yes, he is, he is giving, he's giving a prophetic declaration to Shebna and he's given a, a prophetic declaration to uh, uh, Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, but he's also given a prophetic declaration to the church in 2022 right now. He has something to say right now. God has not shut up. People have just stopped listening. God has not closed his mouth. People have closed their ears. God has not stopped moving. People have shut their hearts off. But upon a certain remnant in the land that has ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to obey, God is still speaking from heaven right now. Hallelujah. And those who can hear the word of the Lord right now are not being, are not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. They are not being tossed to and fro by what the news says. They're not being tossed to and fro by what other demon spirits are saying. They're not being tossed to and fro by anybody or any other demonic force. But those who have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to obey, they say, let me go to the word of God. And if God ain't said it, then I don't believe it. Because it might be a fact, but just because it's a fact does not mean it's a truth. Truth always prevails over facts. Hallelujah. Facts require man to prove them. Truth has been here before man was ever formed. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So. Are y'all ready for this? I want to get into some of the new stuff today. Uh, number one, if you're taking notes, you don't have to write down, but I do want you to remember it. This year, everybody shout this year. The door to earthly thinking will be closed. And the door to heavenly thinking will be opened. The door to earthly thinking will be closed. And the door to heavenly thinking will be open. Now, if you're asking God to shut the door, you've already missed what I've been saying. If you're asking God to shut the door on earthly thinking, you've already missed the revelation. 
If you're asking God to open the door to heavenly thinking, you've already missed the revelation. Why? Because what you bind on earth shall be bound into heaven, and what you loose on earth shall be loosed into heaven. God is saying, I have given you the power. Everybody shout power. I've given you the power to shut the door on earthly thinking. And I have given you the power to open the door to the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. To open the door to heavenly thinking. Praise the Lord. Another way of saying this would be to say, we are closing the door. Y'all grab this now. If you want to tweet it or if you want to put it on Instagram, whatever, Facebook, I'll let you just keep your phones on silent because I don't want to bust you out. Because I promise you the devil's going to call. I'm just kidding. But, but remember this. I released a video yesterday alluding to it just some. Another way of saying this would be we are closing the door on small thinking. We are closing the door on small thinking. If, if you have or if your thoughts about God only reach to the place where he might be able to provide, then you will always find yourself in a place of just barely getting by. If your thoughts towards God only reaches the place of where God sometimes heals, you'll always find yourself needing a healing. If your thoughts about God can only go as far as what you can see with your natural eyes, then you'll find yourself walking in the flesh and not depending on faith. But if you can allow yourself, I told the prayer meeting last night, Pray, God, deliver me from small thinking. Deliver me, God, from small thinking. See, now some people would hear me, and, and if they just heard that one word, they'd think I'm preaching some new age junk. I'm not preaching some new age junk. Let me tell you something. God is the one who gave you a mind. God is the one that gave you a mind. Now, I'm about to break this down, how this comes about into your prayer life, all the way to you walking it out. But I want us to pray something. I want you to put your hand on your head and say, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you, deliver me from small thinking. Woo! Hallelujah! Do you realize that people... I said it yesterday in the video. Do you realize that people that have done the horrible, sometimes they, they, they've done horrible things to where they've actually taken their own lives. Do you realize that before they could ever do that, the enemy had to deceive them and get them into believing that there was no hope for their life, that there was no future for their life, that God could never do anything. In other words, he had to get them to a place of thinking small, that the only thing that would ever be is what is right now. But the devil is a liar. The Bible says in the chapter, the 29th chapter of Jeremiah, I know the thoughts I think towards you. They are thoughts of peace to give you a future and to give you a hope oh God deliver the church from small thinking 
How in the world will you ever walk into overflow if you can't ever get past God just being big enough to pay your electric bill? How will you ever walk in signs and wonders if you think your God's just big enough to sometimes heal? How will you ever walk in the place that God's called you to if you think he's only big enough to keep you where you're at now? Deliver me from small thinking. Hallelujah. I may think like Jesus. The mind of Christ. Glory be to God. I believe that through this time of prayer and fasting, God has released a grace on this ministry to shut the door to small thinking. Hallelujah. It is time that we begin to do like Abraham did when he was on the earth. The Bible says that Abraham thought those things that are not as though they were. That ain't what the Bible says. The Bible says that Abraham felt those things that are not as though they were. The Bible says that Abraham spoke those things that are not as though they were. Now, you want to talk about big thinking. Imagine being 98 years old. 98 years old and your wife is 89. And you're walking around telling people, we're going to have a baby. Imagine <laughs> people looking sideways. And I'm talking about that thing. Listen, that thing with Hagar and Ishmael, it, it kind of quacked him up a little bit. Just, just bear with him. He's still getting over it. <laughs> Imagine him telling his servants, listen, pre prepare me another tent over there. Prepare me another tent. Why you want to prepare another tent? You bringing in another servant or somebody? You got rid of Hagar. You going to bring another one in? No. Just give me another tent. What's that tent for? That's where, that's where Sarah's going to have Isaac. Abraham, come on, man. What are you talking about? Don't you see what's going on? But he spoke those things that were not as though they were. He didn't just believe them. He spoke them, church. It's almost as ludicrous as me standing up saying, I got me a new building somewhere. <laughs> and it's got the state-of-the-art equipment. And it's big enough for the next level. And it's got enough property. And it's in the right place. And I don't even know who's paying for it. But in the name of Jesus, thank you. Speak those things that are not. Big thinking, church. 
If you're a business owner in this house and you're a tither, uh, and you may not be here today, you may be watching right now. I want to encourage you. Get outside of what you can do. Stop thinking about what you can do. Stop thinking about what you have the ability to do. Stop thinking about what you might be able to perform. Stop thinking about what you have the strength to do. And look around and say, let me get a word from God. Because if I can get a word from God, it might take 15 months. It might take 15 days. But I'll walk around 98 years old saying I'm about to have a baby. Y'all better get ready because God's going to perform his promise in the earth. Shut the door on small thinking. Hallelujah. I stirred up my faith enough the other night in the prayer meeting to say I'm going to have a million person church. A million people in my church. Well, that can't happen. He said, I'd like to get this whole church. Somebody give us, somebody sew a check of a million dollars. We'll all fly to Nigeria. Unless they require a vaccine, they don't know what we're going to do. But anyway, I might be able to buy me one of them illegal vaccination cards on, on, on the down low. I hear they selling them out here somewhere. <laughs> Try to come up with a vaccine card somewhere. But anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, well, I better not say I ain't. I, I'm just going to say I'd rather not buy an illegal vaccination card. But I know people. <laughs> but I'd like to take you to Nigeria. A bishop over there. I said it was one mile by one mile. It's not. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Two miles. Two miles wide. Two miles long is the size of his church. They receive the offering on golf carts. Takes 10 days to process one offering. What a logistic nightmare. <laughs> Can you imagine the logistics of this? Takes 100,000 ushers. Takes 5,000 people, Brother Phil, every Sunday just for the media and sound department alone. Their platform seats over 5,000. And you tell me, God can't do it. The government said you're going to stop your church because of COVID. They said COVID don't come here. I will not shut my church down. And if you try to make me, we'll vote you out of office. I have over 2 million people a part of my church. Don't play with me. They said, yes, sir. Tell me why it can't be done. We're going to shut the door to small thinking. Because God is no respecter of persons. 
And if God done it for Bishop over there, he can do it for us over here. And I want a church in Atlanta, Georgia that's got a million people that shakes the nation for Jesus Christ on the earth. Hallelujah. I'm looking for the day that we stand up and say, take your gay pride march somewhere else. This is the city of the Lord and we're going to exalt the banner of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. And then tell the mayor, you'll either get on board or we'll vote you out. Preacher, you're down here in Little Locust Grove, Jordan, on a back road somewhere. I know, but I'm speaking those things that are not as though they are, and I refuse to think small anymore. My God is able. What can the Lord not do? He can do all things if we'll believe. Hallelujah. I'm looking for the day where Atlanta is not the number one sex traffic city in America, but it is the number one city where they say those who were sex trafficked have been rescued by the power of God. And we got the pimps and the prostitutes all saved and filled with the Holy Ghost in one place to prove it. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Where it begins to break. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. This is what I'm talking about. Big thinking. Big thinking. Where it becomes an epicenter. Everybody say epicenter. An epicenter for the Holy Ghost. Where they say all over the world, if you're struggling to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, get you a ticket to Atlanta, Georgia, and go to Abundant Life Church, and the glory will fall on you, and you'll walk out talking in tongues with the power of the Holy Ghost, an epicenter for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. An epicenter for the Holy Ghost. Closing the door on small thinking. Opening the door on big thinking. I doubt I get it. I don't even think we're going to get much further. But listen, when my brother and I, we started a, we started a business. We started a business in the lowest part of the 2008 recession. Okay, so we was like a hair away from being in a, de- a depression. The lowest part of it. Man, you're an idiot in the world's eyes to try to start a business when everybody else is closing down, right? You're crazy. But we had big thinking. We had big thinking. And I got to give him his props. I believe his thinking was a little bigger than mine. Because we went out to this old shack. I mean, it was in a field. It was a broke down barn. The roof, the roof was falling in. and I mean, it, it, it didn't have no... No air, it wasn't even no bathroom in it. And he looked at it and said, it's perfect. I said, it's not perfect. You can't do nothing out here. It's a barn, man. 
I'm serious. I'm not exaggerating. I'm actually underplaying it a little bit. It's a barn and it's fallen in. You can't do nothing out here. I believe the man gave, listen, the man said, I tell you what, I believe he just wanted to see what would happen. I'll give it to you for $300 a month. Just try some. I believe he really, it was just a, I want to see if these boys can actually make it. But we had big thinking. Brother Mike, our thinking was so big that our, we had we, the, 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 the barn that was the, the part of it that was actually the offices had two, just one wall of separation. It had two offices. That's it. But our thinking was so big that if somebody called and asked for him, even though he was sitting beside me, I said, hold on, I got to find him. Hold on, let me see if I can find him and dispatch you over. And he would walk from there and go around to his office and pick up the phone. Just thinking big. I'm not living where I'm at, I'm living where I'm going. I'm thinking where I'm going. I'm praying where I'm going. I'm sowing where I'm going. I'm decreeing where I'm going. I'm not trying to make it just here. I'm going somewhere, church. Hallelujah. We say, hold on, let me see. Let me see if he's available, and I'll dispatch you over there to him. If he was right outside the door, I'd say, hold on, I think he's on the yard doing something. They thought they was talking to a, a big company that had multiple employees and had two people in a barn. I ain't lying. Because I refused to think small. I refused to think that that was where I was going to stay. So it was the best looking barn you could possibly go in. Made it paint, we painted, it was the best looking barn you could possibly go in. Because I refused to stay where we were. I refused to give in to, to small thinking. Church, I want you to know that you don't have, listen, if you have small harvest, it's because you got small thinking. You say, well, I thought it was because I'd have small sowing. You have small sowing because you have small thinking. Because if, you're, if your thinking's big, then your sowing will be big. And if your sowing's big, then your harvest will be big. The Bible says in Romans 12, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the what? Renewing. The renewing. The renewing of your mind. I want you to notice that it does not say the renewing of your beliefs. It does not say, it does not say the renewing of your prayers. It does not say the renewing of your speaking. Listen carefully. Why? Because when your thinking is renewed, then your believing is renewed and your praying is renewed and your speaking is renewed and now your receiving is renewed. We closed the door on small thinking today. Somebody look at it and said, bye-bye. Come on, tell it bye-bye. This was the last day you got to get in my mind. 
This was the last day you've ever occupied any space in my thinking. This was the last day you ever got to occupy any space in my sowing, any, any space in my believing, and any space in my praying. I'm going to pray stuff that scares me. Hallelujah. Shutting the door on small thinking. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I don't, I don't have time to get into that. I'm sorry. I, if I get into that, we won't get out of here. Jesus. All right. Number two. I'm going to try to get you out of here quick because I, I did tell the snow it could come at four. Y'all up there in McDonald's Stop Bridge, your snow ain't sticking yet, I bet you. I don't know about north of Atlanta because I said south of Atlanta. Number two. This is a time in the kingdom when big keys will be given for big access. Big keys will be given for big access. The Bible says the key to the house of David, listen carefully, will be laid not in his hand, not in his pocket, not placed around his neck, but on his shoulder. Why would you lay a key on somebody's shoulder? Unless it was so big that they could not tote it with their hands. And if little keys open big doors, then big keys have to open big doors. I mean, if you had a key that was so big, you had to tote it on your shoulder. Now, for y'all up north, that means carry. Tote. It means carry. That you had to carry it on your shoulder. That means the door has to be so big. <laughs> that you got to stick a key that you've been carrying on your shoulder in to unlock it. Which means that if the door's that big, imagine how big the access is. Now this is a prophetic word. If you don't have faith and you can't grab it, then you probably ain't receiving nothing by it. But if you've been praying and fasting saying, God, I need a word for 2022 and I need you to speak into my existence right now. This is a word for you. This is a time in the kingdom where God is granting big keys for big access. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yes, Daryl, listen. Uh, I want you to understand something. Big keys that open big doors. They, they don't just open doors to financial increase. They don't just open doors to opportunity. They don't just open doors to benefits. They open doors to the house of David. Glory be to God. Man can, man can give you financial increase. Man can give you opportunities, but man cannot give you the keys to the house of David. Hallelujah. You see, the house of David speaks 
of the lineage and the kingdom of Messiah Jesus. In other words, it speaks of kingdom and a life that is blessed. Watch this. And cannot be shaken. Everything that is happening in the world, everything that is coming at you is trying to shake you. But when you are carrying a key to the house of David, let everything shake around you. But you shall not be shaken. Why? Because you are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. It speaks of the house that remains. It speaks of the house that has gotten the attention of heaven on the earth. The house of David was like no other. One that God chose to allow his son's lineage to come through. There were several things that the house of David represented. Several things. Uh, when, when the Bible says I'm giving you keys slash access to the house, it means access to all that the house represents. Oh, you better get ready for this. The first thing you need to understand about, uh, uh, about David, that you need to know about David, is that he was the only one other than Jesus to serve in all three offices. King, prophet, and priest. Nobody else got to serve in all three offices other than Jesus. Wasn't it fitting that Jesus came through the lineage? Of David. David served in all three offices. They might have not called him priest, but the, only the priest could eat the bread of the temple of God. And so when David was hungry, if, you, if it had not been okay with God, when he ate the bread, he would have died. But David went in and ate the bread. So here's a priestly anointing on David. But then when we read the Psalms, we read over and over the prophetic declarations of the Messiah that is coming. So we realize that he's serving in a prophetic anointing. But then David has a kingly anointing. This is also why David was anointed three different times. If you read your Bible, he was anointed by Israel. He was anointed by the prophet and he was anointed by the elders of Judah. Why? He's walking in a kingly anointing he's walking in a priestly anointing and he's walking in a prophetic anointing what is going to happen to the true church in 2022 you're going to walk in a kingly anointing you're going to walk in a prophetic anointing and you're going to walk in a priestly anointing hallelujah glory be to god what do these anointings mean? The kingly anointing, the king's anointing, if you will, was an anointing of blessing. Watch now, of blessing and financial increase. Have you ever researched what David's offering was to Solomon for the temple of God? I won't tell you. You got to go look it up. For the folk out there, I know it ain't nobody in here because we kicked them devils out. But for the people out there that want to talk bad about offerings, for the people out there that has the mentality, God, you'll keep them holy, we'll keep them broke. For the people out there that don't agree with tithing, you backslidden jokers. For the people out there that are stingy and greedy and don't want to give God glory. I dare you to look at what David's offering was for the temple. 
I'm telling you, it would, it'll make religious folk cry. I'm not going to tell you what it is either. You got to look it up. Give you your homework. What are you trying to say? If David, it was definitely well into the billions. Okay, there you go. If David could do that, that was the kingly anointing on him that had the blessing and the financial favor. What are, you gonna, what are you talking about? Why does that have to do anything? What does that have to do with it, the church now? The church is going to walk in this this year. If you've got faith enough to believe it, you're going to walk. The Bible, the Bible says that we are kings and priests on the earth. Revelation 1.6, that you're not just a king, but you are a priest. You're not just a priest, but you are a king in the earth. You've got to have a revelation that believes that I'm not here just to exist. I'm not here just to get by. Yes, my home's in heaven, and yes, I'm going there, but I'm not here just to exist. I am here to walk as kings and priests in the earth. Hallelujah. Now, if you don't believe that, get Revelation 1, 6, tear it out and eat it. I can remember when I was a little boy, that's what my, that pastor always said. Well, if you don't believe it, just tear that page out your Bible. But if you get to doing that, you'll find out you won't have many pages left. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You won't have many pages left. It'll be, actually, what is left will be a golden calf. It's a God that you made to fit your image instead of you being made in his. Let's go on. Now watch this. So you see you have the kingly anointing. But then secondly, you have, you have the, uh, the priestly anointing. What does the priestly anointing represent? It represents the holiness and the presence of God. The holiness and the presence of God. It's amazing to me how, and I hate to even say the body of Christ because I don't know that they're truly the body of Christ. But, but anyway, I, I'll let God decide all that. I thank God I'm not judged. But anyway, uh, I hate to call them, but that's the only way you would know who I'm talking about. But it's amazing to me how the body of Christ as a whole over the past 20 years has mocked holiness. Mocked it. Mocked it from the pulpits. Mocked it. I would be mocked for wearing a suit. When they didn't see me in my Air Force Ones. Anyway, I better not go there. But anyway. I just like to wear different stuff just to stir some of you up. I had a gold chain on two weeks ago. Folk went crazy. They didn't say nothing to me. I, you know, y'all good people, but people on, out there in Facebook land. I just wear different stuff to stir y'all up. Hallelujah. Mocked holiness. Mocked it. Mocked the presence of God. Sitting there saying, you don't need all that. You don't have to have all that. Mocked righteousness with the Lord. When they've just overlooked the scriptures, it says without holiness, no man shall see God. Mocked it. Mocked long service. You're... Many of you are mocked because you're still in church right now. You're still hearing from the word of God and it wasn't a 65 minute bless you. Let's get out of here. You're mocked in many, many arenas of the body of Christ. Mocked holiness, mocked righteousness, mocked the presence of God. Have preachers standing up mocking people speaking in tongues. Mocking people falling down under the power of God. 
mocking people standing up and prophesying. Mocking people turn around shaking under the power of God. They say, why do you shake? I said, because I can't stay still. Mocking it, not realizing that they have formed their own future. Because what they have sown, they will soon reap. But those who refused to compromise under the lukewarm, under the lukewarm gospel that was preached for 20 years, those who refused to compromise under hipster theologians, those who refused to compromise under apathetic sermons, now the day is coming where a priestly anointing will begin to fall on you and your family. And you won't just have the presence of God, you'll walk in the manifest presence of God. And they will know there is something different between you and them it is the presence of God hallelujah mocked holiness mocked preaching the word well preacher why don't you get with the times don't you understand that it's that ain't nobody getting married these days I don't care still wrong care it's still wrong and it's still a sin Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He says there's a priestly anointing. He said, but then there's a prophetic anointing. Everybody say prophetic anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. A prophetic anointing. David walked in a prophetic anointing. What's coming on the, the church of God this year? It's a greater prophetic anointing. The church that is not ashamed of the Lord and his ways will walk in dimensions of the prophetic that is yet to walk in. The prophetic, the prophetic word of God will be released from heaven in abundance. In abundance. I look for the day that we got 100 people lined up to prophesy. I got a word from God. I got a word from God. And now we're going to check you out because the Bible says if you prophesy, let the prophets judge. Let the apostles judge. So we're going to judge your prophecy. We ain't going to let you just speak anything. Come on, somebody. But if it's a word from God, the Bible says it edifies the body of Christ. Uh, the apostle Paul said, I thank God that I speak with tongues more than all you, but if I had anything I could do, I would rather prophesy. I'd rather the whole church prophesy. Why? Because when somebody who doesn't know him comes into your midst, they will, when they hear your prophecy, they'll fall down to their knees and say, God is in your midst. The prophetic word of the Lord is going to be released in abundance. Why? Because time is running out and anytime God got ready to judge or to move on a nation or the earth he sent the prophets to declare time is running out get your stuff in order the Lord is coming back hallelujah so the prophetic is not just a prophetic word though this also speaks of uh, prophetic visions. The Bible says in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. The old men shall dream dreams. The young men shall see visions. The days of the seer are upon us. Don't count it strange that if you're in prayer. Now don't be trying to make nothing up. I know how Pentecostal folk are. You don't have to make up a vision. If God showed it to you, good. If he didn't, don't make it up. You need to have more of the fear of the Lord in you than to turn around and make up vision. Tell me, I seen 11 angels and one, three of them was in the car with me riding and they began to talk about this and they told me this and, and then something gave me something to eat and then, I, man, just hush. You don't have to make yourself look big. 
if God gave you a vision, then praise God, we're going to high five you and we're going to receive it. But if he didn't, just shut up and be good. But the days of the seer are upon us. And for the true people of God that refuse to compromise, who fast, who pray, who seek the heart of the Lord, count it not strange that when you're in your prayer times, the Lord opens the veil and begins to show you the prophetic visions of heaven so you can declare something in the earth. The days of the seer are upon us. That's what they call prophets in the Old Testament, seers. Because they saw stuff from God's point of view. They saw stuff that others could not see. Why? Because they were in places of elevation that other people were not. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So it's talking about vision. That, that's, the reason you, that's the reason you want to go to a house that has a prophetic anointing on it. That's why you don't go to some place because grandmama went there and because grandpapa built it and because my daddy got baptized in it and auntie gets to sing her song even though she sounds like two dying calves and a 55-gallon drum. I need to go somewhere that has a prophetic anointing on it. That can stand and say, I see what God is about to do. I hear from heaven and prepare ye the way of the Lord, church. That has a prophetic word from heaven. The Bible says, the Bible says that without a vision, people cast off restraint. He tells the prophet of Baca, he says, write, write the vision down and make it plain. That those who read it may run with it. Hallelujah. The prophetic vision of heaven. And it's not just talking about a word, but it's talking about visions. I'm about done. But it also, the, the prophetic anointing also speaks of a time of heavenly authority. This has been in my spirit since the beginning of December. That this is a year and it's not going to stop this year. I should say this is a dimension so that you understand that time, does, time is not, it's not uh, regulated by time. This is a time in the kingdom, a dimension where heavenly authority is coming back on the church. That's the reason I started out with whatever you bind on earth. Shall be bound in heaven. Some people don't understand what that means. Pastor, why would anything be bound in heaven? He ain't talking about the third heaven. He's talking about second heaven. The devil ain't in hell, he's in the second heaven. That's why your prayers, you have to pray through. Because there is a force that's trying to hinder what you're doing. So whatever's bound on earth, it's bound in the heaven. And whatever's loosed on earth is loosed in the heaven. Heavenly authority coming back on the body of Christ. Oh, glory be to God. The authority to bind, the authority to loose. It's already been given. We just got to walk in it. We just got to come to the revelation of it. I want to give you this right here, and then I want you to think about this. Look up at me. The Bible says. Everybody say, the Bible says. That God watched over the prophet Samuel's words. And did not let one of his words words fall to the ground 
Samuel's words. Did not fall to the ground. Why was this? Because he had authority. Now, I want to bring you to one more thing and then we're, I'm not going to another point. Don't, don't get nervous. Some of you thinking about snow. I told you it ain't coming. Listen. I got a revelation. The key of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulder. Now watch this. So he shall open. Those of you with King James Bibles and those of you with New King James Bibles, notice that he is in the smaller letter. It's not capitalized. Why is that? Because anytime it's capitalized, it's talking about God. Anytime it's in a lowercase, it's talking about us. See, I brought you one circle. He said, I'm going to give you keys so that what you open will be opened. And what you shut will be shut. This is about to change your whole way of praying. This is about to change your whole way of viewing things. Aren't you glad you came to the house of God today? This is about to shift it to where you begin to look at and say, wait a minute, if that door is open and I want it shut, I'm going to go shut it. I shut the door on drug abuse. I shut the door on addiction. I shut the door to depression. I shut the door to divorce. I shut the door to division. I shut the door to lack. I shut the door to poverty. And I shut the door to racism. I shut the door to religion. I shut the door to couch Christianity. I shut the door to everything the enemy is trying to do. My God told me that if I shut it, it'll be shut. So I shut the door to COVID. I shut the door to sickness. I shut the door to disease. I shut the door to demonic oppression. I shut the door to demon spirits. I shut the door to the liberal agenda flowing through this nation now. I shut it in the name of Jesus. And I open the door to heaven and say, come on in. Heal everybody that asks. Free everybody that needs it. Save everybody that wants it. Fill everybody that's hungry. Provide for everybody who needs it. Do it now. Open the door, God. Come on, stand up in this place and give God 10 seconds of a praise all over this house. He said, when he has this key, whatever he binds. Another word for bind, probably a more accurate translation of that word is this, 
whatever he permits. Because folk done got, folk done wrote books on binding and loosening. No, you've got an English word. Go to the Greek. Whatever you allow, whatever you permit, shall be permitted. Whatever you loose, shall be loose. Whatever you do allow. If the devil has your kid, tell him, devil, I'm shutting the door to you. And I do not allow you anymore to have my kid. The devil is the devil's attacking your finances. I shut the door according to Isaiah 22, according to Matthew 16. And according to Revelation 2, I have the authority to shut the door on you and not permit you to do it anymore. Hallelujah. Well, I, I could teach for another hour right now, but I got to get you home because I told the snow it could, it, it could come in at four. And I know some of you got to go to the restaurants. Better be eating vegetables. Don't let me see you out there with no fried pork chop and stuff like that. I'm going to throw something at you. I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. I ain't going to throw nothing. Hallelujah. Whatever you permit shall be permitted. I'm talking about kingdom access here. I'll try to preach the rest of it next week, God willing. If he allows me to go back into this, there's so much on the house of David so much on the house of David that God's releasing this year in the body of Christ. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.